Welcome to the show, everyone. This is a light and shadow of coaching in and beyond organizations production, a documentary that was made to fund social impact through coaching for women in Kenya, and which has been ICF accredited with 10 CCEUs and has won the Ellen Shoup Coaching for Social Good Award from Institute of Coaching, a Harvard Medical School affiliate. And this is only possible because of how all contributors had faith in the documentary, bringing about change in others' lives by creating ripple effects of growth, change, and development. We believe that not everyone may need coaching, but that everyone deserves coaching, including less privileged humans in our world. Today's episode is the sixth installment of Conversations with coaches, leaders, educators who either donated to support coach training for women in Kenya or made an interview contribution to the documentary or sponsored a social impact initiative or actually do it all. They all have two things in common. They share their passion for social impact through coaching and love taking a holistic view at coaching from the light and shadow side of our practice. The goal of this series is to give you an intimate peek behind the curtains. What is social impact through coaching for our guests? And why does social impact matter for these coaches, leaders and educators? You take a look at the messy ingredients that go into a successful coaching career that combines both the light and shadow side of coaching and how these two sides benefit our coaching practice. I'm your host, Tunde Erdős, and if you wish to ask a question, make a comment or recommend a guest, I invite you, send me an email at podcast at Well, I'm here with Michael Tichelmann, who technically speaking produced the documentary and who I wish to have with me as he will have insights into the nitty gritty details of creating coherent stories without which learning won't be possible. Hi, Michael. Good morning, good evening, whatever fits best where you are. Hi, Tinder. <laughs> yes, and we will know why you are saying this, because Claire is based in New York, right? While we're based in Austria. That's true. That's true, right? And of course, my guest today is Claire, or Cleanti Venezanaku, organizational learning developer, trainer, and professional coach based in Greece, who has recently ventured to live and work from New York for a while, right? Yes, good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everyone. I'm a world citizen. So Greek, from Peloponnese, lived many years in Italy, and for a short time, I'm here for some months, yes, in New York. So I'm so happy to be here with you, Tunde and Michael, and everyone who listens to this podcast. I really feel honored to have you here on this show today, Claire. And I mean it because there is something that I truly appreciate about you. You have been partnering with me for a few years now. And what yes. resonated with me, yes, like a few years, right? <laughs> and what resonated with me right from the start was that you care about making a difference beyond what I like calling the me business. And this is for me the idea, what's in for me if I do this or that, this idea that we humans normally ask ourselves, which is legitimate, of course, you did not have. And it's just that it's not how you seem to conceive the world. And that resonates very strongly with me. 
So thank you for having welcomed me to your world the way you have and the very fact of choosing to be here today. Welcome, a hearty welcome, Claire. Welcome on this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know what to say, but it's an honor to be with you. It's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to have you in my life as well, in my circles of life. Uh, because as you said, uh, our circle has circles are has intersected because we do share same passions and same values because it is a value. And I like to see the world like the like you said. And if we see ourselves, the me business beyond, no, but through the others, it will be better. For for all for 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 our everyday life, for our businesses, for for the societies and the communities we are in. So thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. So and Michael, how about you? What's on your mind today? On my mind today, I think to give a little sneak peek to our listeners, we're heavily into preparation for the trade show we are all going to be at in Munich. And uh, one of the topics is a program for leadership. And this, because of the preparations, I was thinking about leadership in my other life, so to speak, in my daily business. And it's as I'm a software developer, we often have leaders who are not, I would say, natural leaders or who started at the bottom and went up to the top as leaders. And uh, I often have the experience that it's quite hard to become a leader if you're not like a natural talented person. And I think this is where many businesses struggle, or at least that's what I'm experiencing. Mm. So. That's why, what I thought about, and uh, I would want your take on this. Can can one learn to be a leader? Mm. So, I, uh, Claire, would you would you have a take on this? Uh, I invite you to say something. You are our guest today. Before yeah. I put my <laughs> two cents to this, <laughs> yes, uh, a leader can learn to be a leader. And there are so many things that you, we, we can say here. Uh, I wasn't expecting this question, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for this. <laughs> um, leader can be a leader, absolutely. The easy thing for me was to say, no, training, learning and development, which is true. You can learn many things through through trainings and learning and development initiatives and coaching. I truly believe that especially coaching can help people and leaders to master themselves, but not in terms of mastering of perfection, to be able to understand themselves, to self-leadership themselves in order to help their teams and their organization to work. It's a journey. It's a learning and development uh, path. Uh, it needs will. It needs courage. It needs openness. 
to want to learn, want to see what's going on, what I'm not doing so good. So this kind of curiosity that leaders and coaches can bring into their context, into their life, will bring a leader to be a leader. And it's not a state where I'm 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 arriving. It's the next step. I arrive here. I can be a next step, the second step. So it's a continuous learning. We cannot say I'm leader, I learn it, and that's it. I'm going. That's the first step. So questioning, inquiring, and all those things can make you a leader. And also taking, no, sensing the vibes. What is this leadership that I'm bringing here to my context, to my groups? Do I need to change something? So again, questions that are a bit of existential, but a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge for us. And, and shows also, and this is the last piece I'm saying, this flexibility of adapting, looking at yourself, looking at the environment and being what you need to be as a leader. So I'm happy to add my two cents. Thank you, Claire. So from listening to you, what I'm picking up is this journey that you said. So it's um, it seems like if I understood you well, it's um, it's it's a transitioning thing. It's not I'm a leader, and um, even if I've done a training, completed one, okay, I did my skilling up, but um. Leadership is as if I like taking the story with the with with my teeth. Yeah, when nobody wants to go to the dentist, we all want to have good teeth and a healthy uh, healthy uh, um, denture. But it doesn't take it takes daily brushing the teeth two times per day to get there. If I just brush my teeth sixty times <laughs> uh, before I go to the dentist, that will not do the trick. So, but if I do it two times a day, every day, over many years, then this is what's going to create the result, the, this effect of healthy denture that I may not need to go to the, to the dentist to, to have my um, teeth fixed up. So this is the, this is the story that came to my mind or, or a love story when, when, when we say to somebody, I love you. It doesn't happen overnight. Love doesn't happen overnight. We may fall in love at the beginning, but then it's this constant feeding of the relationship and doing the daily boring, dull things that need doing of being kind with each other, being overcoming challenges together, uh, facing conflict constructively, all these dull things. It's not just like I, you bring me a bunch of flowers uh, to the Munich trade show, and then I, I will be able to tell you like, okay, I love you. But it's something that we constantly cultivate over time. So that's what I heard from you, Claire, in terms yes. of- Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's the, the point that uh, came, that's why I said that I wasn't expecting this, question because it's not a one no answer question but yes that was the the thing and the same holds true for our coaches and the coaching environment then the same holds true um as a message from 
the documentary, no? The Light and Shadow as well. So it is a journey revealing and discovering the lights and shadow of coaching, the lights and shadow of leadership, because they are connected, those two worlds. And it takes time, it takes um, energy. And of course, there are leaders that they are fantastic and they're doing a great job. But even if we, when we are there, again, it's a journey. It's a question, am I doing right? What can I do more or less sometimes in order to uh, to be a leader, to leave a legacy? And here it's also to define what kind of leader mm. do you want to be? So when I'm talking about leadership, I see this visionary you know, leader, the legacy that I want or the leaders want to bring in the world and not only the in the organizational world, the world in general. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think leaders do impact us a lot in business, in daily lives. And it's, I think, a lot to do about people and you, your influence and interactions with them. Going going to the documentary, you mentioned it, you participated in it. We have your contribution in it. But I would like to focus on... Uh, if the people can watch the documentary and can see your participation in the documentary. But I would run wonder about the impact. So what happened after you participated in the documentary and what's your point of view looking back? Thank you for this question, Michael. And to the, of course, uh, so many things, so many things. Um, first of all, the, the mission of this documentary, uh, you said that uh, at the beginning, Tunde, and again, it's so important when we are creating and giving unconditionally, and this is a value for me, and absolutely this documentary had this purpose, to bring a voice a plurality of voice about the light and the shadow from so incredibly amazing professionals in different fields. And on the other hand, to with 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 care and with joy and hum with humility to give the opportunity to those women in Kenya uh, to get coached to give the light, no? Give the hope, if you like, because I'm sure that we gave them the light and the shadow of coaching, but to give them a way that there is a way to, to, to offer something more to this population. So the purpose and the meaning and the vision and the mission of this documentary, um, it's huge. And I wanted to highlight that because it is an impact. And for me, it's an impact that matters. It's also a North Star to remind me not, not forget those small or big initiatives that have this end in mind to contribute, to create a value to other people, other populations, other communities. So 
the impact is this and the reminding uh, because it's easy to get into this me business now mm -hmm. surround ourselves for ourselves and the self so to remind me of this documentary and other initiatives but especially this one remember don't forget the value that you can create for other people through those kind of, of uh, initiatives. So, and especially through coaching as well. So that was one that uh, I see. And the, the impact is there are other things as well. So the learning <laughs> that someone by watching this documentary receives so much point of views that are so enriching. In fact, I was, it's not a documentary that you said, I'm listening one time and that's it, I'm forgetting. No, there's so many things, so many different nuances and point of views to watch and rewatch again in order to, to center ourselves and me as a coach, you know, where am I? What are the lights that I'm bringing? What are the shadows that I'm not noticing? Or I'm noticing and I'm not, I don't want to look at them, etc., etc. So a reflective tool, not only because we had, no, an impact to, uh, to myself. I suggest that this documentary needs to be in every trainer provider program <laughs> to be there to for the alumni to have the opportunity to contribute so to continue contributing in this project for the women in Kenya and at the same time to enrich their knowledge and their awareness about those two or more facets as the diamond no <laughs> Yeah, the facets of the diamond, because this is how we are. Actually, the light and shadow is 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 to represent not uh, polarity here. It's to represent the ref reflections that a thing has, and when we shine the light on one side of the of a diamond, that it will look different. It will hide the other sides and the other reflections that it also has, equally valuable but not visible because we are just shining the spotlight on the one side. So how to learn to to turn the diamond and take a look at all facets, as you said, all the facets of the diamond that we are having here. Exactly, Claire. What is your personal story of? social impact why what how did you find out about yourself that this is what your heart is beating for and your heart is calling to to have enthusiasm for i don't know maybe my hellenic philosophical uh dna uh my education, my parents. I see the we more than the I, or I see the we as a reflection of ourselves and ourselves have meaning only through the others. So that's, it's something that is so rooted to me 
But yes, I'm also selfish. <laughs> I'm also an individual. And I like doing things for myself. But the true joy, it's only when I see the other's joy through me, through others. I experienced, uh, since I was little, uh, maybe that's why I said my family, because in, in my family, we are, my mother used to bring us to different initiatives or my grandmother. So my living experiences are always among others and doing good for others without losing ourselves, of course. So I remember when I experienced this sort of um, self-actualization through this contributing to the others with from uh, um, a group of people, the uh, Surfers for Life that I was in some years ago and I'm still with them. Um, and we organized some events, festival events, well-being events for the people. So we were an NGO, we, we, we were nothing. We were some, a group of people who wanted to, go, to do good for the others. So Elias uh, was the main um, leader of this group. And he had this capacity you now to bring us all together. And when I came to know them, because I know that I'm going from here to there, but to recenter myself. So it 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 was a, it was and it is a trait rooted within me. And sometime in my life, I said, okay, because I was working too much, I didn't have time to do things that I wanted. And when I stay a little bit with myself, and I said is this what you want to do in your life all the time? What are the things that you love? What are the things that make you feel happy and passionate? And by reconnecting with my values, I realized that this offering to the others unconditionally, so without wanting something back, that was really made me feel good. And I started looking at where I can find those people because there are some other peoples with not same as me. And then I came to know Surfers for Life and Elias and I said, okay, now we're here and we're creating those festival, uh, well-being, well-being festival. So creating something for people to come, to, 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 to participate and at the same time with a small amount of money those those money that we had, we gave them into other organizations for them. So it wasn't about having the money for ourselves, but as a mediator, you know, mm -hmm. the channel to go those uh, money in, in other organizations. And when we finished, I, I, I will not forget that day, a beautiful sunny day with a lot of people, with webinar, well, seminars, and we weren't online that time. I think it was 2015. And athletes and triathlon and whatever, a, a celebration of life, because that was that day, celebration of life. And we were making juices for the athletes and we were making a, a bunch of things. 
And at the end of the day, we were tired. And at the same time, we were so fulfilled. So fulfilled. Because we do that. We did that all together. Hmm. I cannot express uh, more, but that's the thing. So that uh, I do like. And when you said, Claire, I'm I'm preparing this and I want to do this, I, I saw again this vision. <laughs> so I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's you know like what um um now I, I kind of like need to kind of like structure my mind because I've got a few questions um that I also want to keep the focus on this is and maybe I will choose just a question to 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 tie back with with Michael mm -hmm. so because uh, your story reminds me of our story Michael and my story as well a little bit just the other day Michael we were talking about like why are you doing this because you don't get remunerated for this and and uh, you have done the the production and you invested yourself and there was no remuneration and you're still with us here and you're um facilitating this podcast here and it's uh, you're also doing other things you're coming to to Munich and you have made a huge contribution to make that trade show possible and there's no remuneration for this and and there were moments of doubt right from you too like like I don't get money for this and then we started having a conversation around like 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 does it need to 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 be remunerated in terms of of money this the, the the cash thing what is this really about what we are doing here do you remember michael that we were yeah of course uh, even during the documentary we had some internal struggle and how to do it it started with the idea but to realize it it's the amount of work increased and increased <laughs> but uh, i think the the, the motivation is of course not only money, but I think to 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 reach our goals, I think we have to still keep in mind what can we do and how can we spend to reach the best effort, so to speak. So where can we kind of invest our energy and our time and Going going back to Claire saying that we some I think at least that's my understanding we value the we not only the me so so kind to speak I think it's quite hard to exist in this capitalistic egotistical world which seems to be mostly involved with me how can I get money how can I get on top so as a person who values the we I think it's quite hard to be heard and to to express oneself to find to find common ground in this capitalistic society at least that's my experience what about you guys mm. I, I i that reminds me of what claire said earlier about self actualization because that was another question i was i was curious about and what you're just sharing michael it reminds me of this self actualization thing that you addressed and I was curious like how do you understand self-actualization Claire because maybe our audience might also be curious about like wondering what you meant because you used a very big concept there right and 
Is that something that ties in with what Michael and you yourself have shared about this? What is self-actualization for you? For me, self-actualization is exceeding, uh, doing extra mile, going beyond. So it's not about actualize the self or staying to the self, but going beyond. It's where, you no, know, it's based on the needs of Maslow. And I'm not saying pyramid because he's never said about the pyramid. <laughs> mm, yeah. But that was the highest, no, the highest um, need when people are fulfilling basic needs, elementary, but important needs in our lives, we are, we are reaching a point where we have a desire for others. We have the desire also for ourselves to be, you know, something more. And in that case, in that space, for me, being more, it's not about being more in selfish way, and in an egocentric way or in an individualistic way, it's when actually you are letting go of what you want and find yourself through others. But not because you don't know who you are. It's because you know who you are with the shadows and the lights that you are offering that you are that you're opening yourself and your capacities and whatever you have your energies towards the other so that's the kind of self-actualization that i'm i'm seeing to go beyond mm. so kind of like to grow beyond to be to be to be guided by something greater than the self uh we and also like the self we are using the self a lot as if it were something real uh while at the same time we know also in our coaching world we know that the self is we recognize ourselves through others like how many times have we quoted quoted or are quoting the ubuntu uh wisdom that i am because we are so because you are, so I, what is the self is a, is a social construct that actually we created. It's just a word, it's, a concept that actually not, doesn't reflect reality because there is no self. And all talking about my, my, me, my identity is something ephemeral because it doesn't really exist unless we, we recognize that we are social, social beings um, and 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 can be through the others and their interactions with us absolutely um i wonder uh claire coming back to the light and the shadow because you said that again here also like the light and the shadow have you come across or where have you come across some limitations of coaching in your own career as some shadow moment This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
this is tough because uh, of course I experienced uh, and I'm sure that I am experiencing and I'm sure that I will experience although the knowledge although the the wisdom that one is bringing um limitations at first this reflective moment is so important a parenthesis because through only this reflection can actually come closer to the self and come closer to the others so at the beginning, uh, one limitation that I experienced, and I'm saying at the beginning of my coaching career, I I wasn't trust. I wasn't trusted my intuition, and that was a limitation. Of course, we are not only the minds. We're not the brains. All the things that we are we're learning or they are teaching us. They are important. We need them, absolutely. I'm not diminishing. We need to have standards. But it's also about noticing how you can, in the coaching or in, in the training, in whichever areas you need to combine and to integrate, and especially when you are relating with someone, in this coaching engagement. It's where you don't need only the knowledge. You don't need only, oh, now I need to say the powerful question. Now I need to think. So it's to create this sort of environment with the person that you have in front of you to be able to create value for the situation, for yourself and for the other. And so in that moment, um, I was experiencing at the beginning that I, I, I didn't trust my intuition of what I was listening, of what I was sensing, of what even an idea, a thought that was coming into my mind. And I wasn't feeling... Um, or I was feeling blocked, maybe, in a way, to, to open up a discussion. I'm hearing this. I'm sensing this. I had that thought, and I'm experiencing, and I, I'm, I'm sharing this with you. What do you think? Does this resonate with you? So I'm noticing that I, I didn't have this capacity or, or a limitation it was a limitation of the intuition. I was paying less attention. Um, and maybe another limitation that I'm experiencing, I'm noticing that I'm having now, is during the coaching, uh, the limitation I have, or I think I have, is that I'm not bringing 
the thing about the different systems that the person can influence or can be influenced by. So by listening you know, and experiencing, again, the documentary and listening so many things about the climate change and how we can raise awareness to our, to our coaches, either it's an organization, you know, the leaders, whoever, um, or the society issues or the political issues or all those systems that we are in. So I was I was reflecting and I was saying, okay, are you doing it enough? Are you doing it? First of all, are you doing it? <laughs> and if sometimes you're doing it, are you doing it enough in an impactful way, et cetera, et cetera. So noticing again that that is a limitation or at least I'm experiencing as that and I'm not staying there of course because I feel that there is value there to move away myself from this limitation that I that as I did for the intuition so yes to have more of this awareness of the systems that their people are surrounding uh it's a second Mm. So, so just to come back, uh, this when you say, "Are you doing more of this?" So you're talking about yourself. So, am I doing? Am I am integrating I. more uh, psychodynamic yes. think thinking or systemic thinking in my in my coaching? Am I doing enough of this so that I can create uh, the impact? So more more impact or something around that, right? So that, that absolutely. It is I, a question for myself. Myself, yes. yeah, because yes. you said it was you, and I was like, I was wondering, and probably the audience will wonder too. Are you speaking to them, or, or, or were you talking to your clients then? Or it's it's a it's a self reflective way of expressing yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. I I uh, I, I feel what Socrates uh, says, or that at least he they attributed this that I know that I don't know nothing, so I'm not here to preach <laughs> to others, but to share my experience. And this is yes, thank you, Tunde, for that. It's a self reflection moment. Mm, I was okay. talking about myself. Thank you, thank you. Just to to help out our uh, audiences, should they have the same kind of like questions that I was having when I was listening to you thank you very much for clarifying this Michael do you know like you used to have a coach yourself right mm -hmm. okay where have you come across some limitations of coaching from the coachee's perspective I think the the having a goal in mind and how quickly can you reach a goal? I would say that's kind of you, 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 you can't, if you go in with the expectation, this will fix my problems quite quick. And so that's not like a one click solution. It's more of what we already talked about working on it and you, you yourself have to acknowledge it and do the work so a coach can do the work for you that's that's what i say that's quite a, a limitation mm -hmm. if it would be possible it would be 
fine and interesting, but uh, coaching can't do the work for you. You yourself as the coachee have have to do the work, so to speak. Yeah, which bring us back actually very nicely to the beginning when we said how leadership is a is a transitioning process. It's a journey of of learning and actually becoming, uh, growing into into what whichever way we define leadership by the way because we haven't even paid attention to how we define leadership yeah just open question so i think as as a coach i think you very quickly can experience some benefit from coaching but in the end you have to do the work so that's what i would say Mm -hmm. and in terms of a journey and a transitioning process Mm -hmm. right that it's uh All right. Is there, I'm just looking at the time and I'm noticing that we are nearing the top of our time. Um, I would like to do an experiment today, guys, before we, we call it quits today. Is there, can we come up with a quick short sentence, each one of us for our audience? Um, what we would why we would recommend everyone to watch the documentary and care about social impact. One sentence, each one of us. I've never done this before. For me, it's difficult, the one one sentence. (laughs) 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 But also like to absorb what you said. And I, I wish that um, our audience can feel inspired by listening to us and contribute and see the documentary. But besides that, is there something that's coming to you, hmm. Michael? I would say we kind of said this today. I've heard it from you, Claire, but I'm going to steal it. I think watch the documentary to see the different viewpoints of coaching as a profession. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I guess now it's my turn, right? And then my turn. (laughs) (laughs) I I had two ideas, but actually, like, I'll I'll keep by my own principles of one sentence. As the donation is $65 for the three parts. I wonder if... People just put aside a dollar or, or 50 cent every day to be able to afford this 55 dollars what is in their hearts that they could imagine that they would the impact that they would like to do with the fifth through their donation for the women in kenya or for anyone so it's not a sentence it's a question Mm -hmm. okay for me uh as i said before to feel inspired to do a step forward and step forward towards the the world of the we. So we are existing more when we are doing more. 
So my invitation is to watch the documentary, be different from each one of us, from what we we were yesterday or a minute ago, and take this decision as a way to change things, to make things different, and to create an impact that is beyond ourself circle and embraces more the we, the all, and the cosmos. So we need to learn thank to, to thank you very much. And I, I think there is for all of us a little bit of a learning, like how to how to how to focus. So <laughs> to to be to like because I was like it's so difficult to say it in one sentence, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's kind of like it would also be good because if I can't say it shorter, then it's like if I can't say it in one sentence, can I say it really in two, three, four sentences? So I was like. It was a very interesting exercise. Come on, just one thing. Thank you very much, Claire, for being our guest today. Michael, thank you so, so much for co-hosting this with me. Dear audience, if you are interested in getting instant access to the documentary, please go to www.coachingdocu.com. And if you have comments or questions on how you can be part of this initiative, drop us a line at podcast at coachingdocu.com. This is a light and shadow of coaching in and beyond organizations production, a documentary that was made to fund social impact through coaching for women in Kenya. And this is my guest, Claire or Cleanti in Greek, Venetsanaku, and you can reach Claire at clrvenet at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us and leave your questions and comments. Stay tuned and until next time.